welcome. This is the tag in Brando in, podcast. We, yep, we we've got it in sync for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the times. This is when we talk about nothing in particular, but all the things as well. We're going to hit up question of the day. We're going to hit up a trigger memory. We're also going to say what's new with the with new yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. And also I'm voguing right now with my hands and you can't see it. Vogue, Vogue. Strike a pose. Um, so yeah, anyways, how you are you doing? Sing enough of that to pay the royalties. So no, that's not. How are you doing, terrible. man? I'm doing... Oof. <laughs> it was it was a little bit of a roller coaster of a day. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna be. I'm with you. Totally there. honest with you. I'm with yeah. you there. It's it like I got stuck at the top of the ring of fire, and we're not oh. coming down. Yeah, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So yes, just uh, real quick on that, I uh, I got chewed out by my boss today. Oh, she is a piece of work. She is a piece of work, and um, then she got chewed out for being a piece of work. Nice in in this meeting, and it was it was amazing. It was <laughs> so vindicating because I, in my you know polite and you know compliant way, told her that the way she addresses. Me and my coworker makes us feel small and, you know, and that we're not, you know, um, that she completely disapproves of everything and she's disregarding any and all work and effort that we put in. And she continues to do it. You and told her that? Yeah. I told her that when you come to us with like a correction, it's not like, hey, um, so this project that you guys were doing, it's like I see you guys did a lot. Of work on it, I kind of like to define a couple things so that we can, you know, get better at it or we can improve a couple things, right? Uh-huh. You know, just whatever. Like, I don't have to be coddled, but no, but you come in yeah. a nice way. Like, we're friends, mm-hmm. and all I want to do yeah. is help you to be better at your job. And you're yeah. like, yeah, let's do that. But instead, she comes at you like, "What is this? Why isn't this here?" And it's not like, "Why isn't this here?" It's like, "Why isn't this here?" Well, what is this? This is incomplete. Like, now it's late. Now it's late because it's incomplete. And if you would, like, well, why didn't you ask? It's like, I didn't ask because you're mean. Because, <laughs> like, I have come in and I've asked you. And when I asked you, you say, you're I don't mean have time about to it. teach you. And if you've ever seen The Office, it's it's the rundown from Charles Minor, like, <laughs> the whole way where it's like, oh, no. What? Like, this is taking up too much money. Anyway. So she had this big meeting and um, she was up presenting and she was talking about the things she's revamping and the, you know, she's only been here about a couple of months and she's, she's talking about how um, there's no process. The sales organization has uh, no metrics that they're keeping and nobody in the field is trained and the senior VP just stopped her and was like, you are basically saying that nobody at this company has done anything in the last 20 years that it's been in in existence. I don't think we've fallen backwards into $2 billion of revenue. So don't say that we haven't done anything. And she's like, no, I'm not saying that he's like, and he stops her again. He's like, language matters. Everybody at this table is now 
feeling that you don't think that they're worth anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's what I've been saying for two months. Like, yeah. So it was good. It was a good day. It was a little bit crappy to be chewed out, but so much worth it to see her. Do you think her days are numbered there? Or... I don't want to get my hopes too high, right? But um, there is a lot of people uh, way above me that are dissatisfied with that. I mean, that was a senior VP that's been in the company for ten years. Yeah, and he's like, uh-uh. there was all everybody else in that room has been with the company for at least seven years and is very well respected and high uh high regard and i know a couple of the other vps also have found it a little difficult to work with her and some of the other account executives and so i mean i don't i don't want to say that i want to say that she's gonna get better or be gone right she's she's forced one of our team there's only two of us on this team besides her and she's already forced the uh my friend out so my friend just put in her put in her two weeks because she's she just can't she just can't work with her and she's been at the company for seven years so has she talked to anybody about the situation and she's like i'm literally Mm -hmm. gonna leave because this person is ridiculous yeah she's she talked to hr and hr is like new managers new expectations and she's and like, very, it's not that. It's that she's not a good leader. And right. she's yeah. belittling. And, I have a zero mm-hmm. morale. Like, wh- mm-hmm. that yeah. means something. Yeah, exactly. And Culture you know, of a business is almost as, as important as their product and becoming, you know, mm-hmm. successful. Like, ridiculous. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like, it's – and the policy of HR – in our um in this company is that you don't leave companies you leave managers and that's wow that's 100 percent what they say to us all the time and we're like then you need to do something do you not see what's going on here like that she is just not a good fit because we have been producing plenty and she completely disregards all of it, and even to the level of the VPs. Like, that's, I mean, hopefully this is kind of a turning point, because that, yeah, it's not just two employees saying it, it's now, like, the leadership of the company saying, hmm, this person does not respect anybody and what has been accomplished already. But anyway, so it was a good day at the end. It was nice. <laughs> So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay, man. Today's <laughs> well, I, like I said earlier, today's been a little rough as well. Oh, mm. oh, yawn. So sorry. So sorry. Um, it's late. It's okay. It's fine. You know, You're just whatever time of day that everyone's listening mm-hmm. to this. So there you go. Um, mm-hmm. I could be tired at any point during the day. 
That's legitimate. Yes. One hundred percent. If daylight savings has taught us anything, it's that oh, you don't have to have the sun we, up. Can we talk be... about daylight savings time? Sure. I know this is not on the plate. I am not a fan. How are you? What what's your thoughts towards daylight savings time? I don't understand what it's trying to save well yeah at this point <laughs> i mean i understand daylight little. don't get me wrong but very little i mean what right. what we just get it, it we get to wake up in the morning and it's not dark outside if we have to get up at six like what i don't know i don't know it's lighter longer in the nighttime right is that is that what it is i don't know it's, yeah so Right, because at seven, mm-hmm. well, at eight it was actually seven, so it's still lighter, right. lighter out longer. Mm-hmm. But it's also lighter more in the morning. The weirdest, the weirdest thing about it no, <clears throat> to me, yeah, is I guess I understood it just wrong for the longest time mm-hmm. because I thought, oh, daylight savings is when you fall back so that it's brighter earlier in the day right Right. so like so like when you wake up it's not dark it's light and you know you can go about your day right but that's the actual real time right that's standard time time. exactly that's real time real time (laughs) but yeah real time is from november to march Right. Where daylight savings is from March to November, so over the summer. And it's so, just saving the... Dude, if, if if at any time we need longer days mm-hmm. in the nighttime, it's winter <laughs> because winter is depressing. We need more sunshine. And right. it is the opposite. Right. Uh, also, so I lived in Korea for a year, and in Korea... They don't do daylight savings time. It's just the same the whole year right. round. And boy, did I enjoy that for a year. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought I couldn't what? tell. I couldn't tell when summer or winter or anything was. It's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for the weather. Like yeah. it's it's fine. And and I did not miss the daylight in the morning or in the afternoon or in the e- whatever time we're getting. In the evening, I didn't miss that extra hour of daylight. It was Mm -hmm. whatever. It was fine. So anyways, I think it's pointless, but it's, you know, no one's going to overthrow it in the United States. Nobody cares. It's not a hot button topic (laughs) that people are like, let's change daylight saving time. Well, supposedly there's, and I could be completely off on this, but supposedly there's like a bill coming out. But it's going to make daylight savings time standard, whereas it's going to make um, so, standard time standard time just going to go away. So we're just going to take on the identity of different time zones for the rest of forever? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to mean that Arizona is, I think, in Pacific time. Always, unless they some just want to revert to whatever, but yeah, it's it's just gonna be something like 
oh, we're just we're just getting rid of the so, switch, but we're keeping the daylight slot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that means that know. mountain time would be spe- specific Pacific time, right? Right. Am I doing the like math Pacific- right? Well, yeah, but Pacific time will also still be an hour back. Yeah, so it's like, what, Hawaii's time? Like, what is this? No, I mean, you got Alaska in there first. Well, Hawaii's yeah. like five hours. You're probably right. I don't have a <laughs> globe in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just spinning this thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, we, well, well, well what's going to happen is it's going to be something like uh, what happened a couple of years ago in American Samoa. Or not American Samoa, regular uh-huh. Samoa. Original Recipe Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> where like because of american samoa they they were on the um the u.s yeah. side of the international dateline oh i think on we the talked side. about this didn't we? yeah and, and then they just like now and so it's like yeah they just flipped and they just skipped a day like just a calendar day yeah sometime in like september or something like that and so it's just like yeah if your birthday was that day but then you can now you can go there so if you had like um you know, if you wanted to spend a whole extra day on your birthday, you just go to Samoa and then at midnight you just jump twenty miles or something like that to American Samoa and you start your birthday all over again. Yeah. So that's so mm-hmm. the the weird thing is that if they do that, then at some point across the globe you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna be our timeline or time zone, our time zone, our time zone, two hour time zone. <laughs> Hour time zone, hour time, because it's gonna yeah. it's gotta skip a whole hour back, yeah, uh, between two time zones, which will be yeah. kind of weird for the rest of the world. But uh, I don't see anything wrong with it, just to keep one. I mean, to pick a time, and they're like, why not save the sunshine all the time in the evening? I like that. That's okay yeah. with me. Yeah, I mean, you just get up and it's cold and dark and. That whatever, <laughs> like it's cold out there every day. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, we'll just be stuck in stuck in that loop. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, thanks, thanks for taking yeah. this uh, <laughs> this 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 detour, this of... huge tangent mm-hmm. uh, to to time zones. That's uh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize I wanted to talk about that, but I obviously <laughs> did. Well, yeah. Well, uh, how about 15 minutes into this, we get to uh, the question of the day. Perfect. This is how we roll. This is perfectly fine. Yeah, why not? Um, So, Taggart, you've been some places, as you said. Yeah. You're you're a world traveler. I've seen some of this world, yes. Yeah. And my question for you Mm -hmm. is, where have you had the best... And where have you had the worst tap water? Oh, man. Or drinking water, we'll say, just because some places you don't do the tap water, no, regardless. Well, that's true. Though I don't think I've ever been to any of those countries. Uh, obviously, Montezuma's Revenge is a real thing, and that's probably where the worst tap water is, just you know, empirically speaking. But mm-hmm. I haven't been there, so I can't put that on my list. Amoebas. Just got amoebas everywhere. Just straight, just straight single cell <laughs> organs. Um, 
cilia, you know. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> phalanges. Yeah, it's good. Um, so <laughs> that's not phalanges. No, but that's all right. Yeah, we could have glossed over it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, and this is not just because I grew up here, but the best tap water that I've ever had. Flagella, that's the word I wanted. Colorado Springs. Okay. Colorado Springs. Do, you just like it says. It's just a spring of it's just color red. Everfescent <laughs> yeah. water. Okay. Uh, do you disagree? Do you have a better tap water somewhere? I definitely do not. <laughs> Colorado Springs tap water is one of those things that I just, just miss so much. Well, I was telling my sister, my older sister, who was here not too long ago, mm-hmm. about how we enjoy this tap water. And she's like, really? Why? Like, what What? What about it or whatever? And I was like, I don't know. It's just good. <laughs> Brandon used to bring a jug of water, fill it up, you know, and take it right. home with him as he traveled through the United States. Yeah. And then be sad when he was all gone. Mm-hmm. I still do that. I still, like, I have a big, it's not a jug anymore, but I just have a big uh, water bottle that yeah. I take when I'm driving back. I'm like, oh, we need to make this last at least until the end of the trip. But yeah. Yeah, man. It's good. If you haven't been here and tried it, and maybe you're not... Here's the thing. I don't think a lot of people realize how crappy their tap water is. Well, very true. Very, very true. Beaver, Utah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Beaver, Utah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Beaver, Utah. <laughs> Number one, tap water. Ugh. Who judged that? The six people that live here? They cl- Oh, really? They claim number yeah, one tap water? Yeah, that's like on the... Big old billboard outside of Beaver, Utah. Get out of town. Yeah. Fail. Yeah. Number one in Utah or number no. one everywhere? It's, it's, I'm looking it up here, but it says it. Um, I don't think you have to do a lot to be number one in Utah. I'm just saying. That's, that's true. Utah's but, not the worst tap water in the world, but there is a specific. Utahness to the water that is not good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's it's not it's not too good. It's it's I I I I I'm thinking about this because uh with uh, now I have an RO a reverse osmosis filter. Oh yeah. Is which it is really good? Which is really good and it goes to the fridge which again then has its own filter. So it's Ooh, so dip, it, double it, filtered. Yeah, it's slow. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it comes out and it takes you at least a minute to fill up a glass of water. Oh, that's but the that's, one thing I hate about those. <laughs> yeah, that it does kind of suck sometimes, but it's definitely um, it's definitely something better than just drinking it straight. Yeah, <laughs> out the faucet. Worse is tough for me. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh, and the other thing about Colorado is it's fluorinated. So I don't know if that, right. you know, if I'm just used to the fluorination flavor or whatever, 
lack of, you know, it doesn't really taste like anything, supposedly. I, you can't, yeah, no, but, you're not supposed to be able to taste it. Right, but I mean, like, it's it's just, it's just good. It's just good all around, and it's it's best cold, obviously, but even if it's just, you know, room Warm, temperature, it's, it's, it's not fine. bad. It's, yeah. Yeah. For all those people who are like, I hate water, um, mm-hmm. come here and try some. Um, right. I would say California is not good. Ooh, yeah. California water is not good. Uh, no. Uh, I don't remember hating the water in Korea. <laughs> so I don't think it was that bad. Um, okay. But... I'm pretty sure that I bought a filter okay. and used that over there. Like, uh, I want to say, so it wasn't great. You know, it, it was definitely not the best, but not the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. The worst tap water, if you can count this as tap water, is that mineral water that comes out those little drinking fountains in Manitou Springs. I was I was totally <laughs> thinking about that. When we were saying Colorado Springs, I was like, ugh, don't mention Manitou Springs because that stuff is gross. No. Uh, yeah. I think it's they're mineral springs, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. so it's natural mineral water. It's supposed to be really good for you. It tastes like... It's so gross. Because you do so like a gross. field trip. I mean, like, most kids our age went on a field trip to Manitou Springs and you went from fountain to fountain or spring to spring I should say and you tried the different you know yeah ones and they have different minerals and different compositions and whatever but the the fountain of course is just grody and just caked with stuff and calcified and whatever from whatever minerals are in the water and it's just like ugh. and people yeah people will go and just fill up water bottles or jugs or whatever to take home you know free mineral water but um yeah it's not good for it's just not good it's not good yeah it's like (laughs) it's like and it like and i don't really like just straight like carbonated you know like tonic water or like the Right. Even those like LaCroix kind of like not sugary soda soda right. things. Sparkling waters. Yeah, exactly. It's like too acidic and that's it's like that where it's just like, oh god, it's just not But the um the funny thing about that is swing in the opposite direction, I buy distilled water a lot for like camping trips and different things like that. Yeah. Because I I maintain that distilled water is good at any temperature. Like I've had it where it's like ice cold and it's good. Like most waters are. Hmm. I've had it tepid and it's still refreshing. And I've had it when it's been sitting in my car and it is like bulging because it's about to explode. Because <laughs> it's expanded because like, it's so yeah, hot. <laughs> exactly. And I'll drink that where it's just like hot. And you're like, and this is still fine. quenches thirst. And everybody, I've gotten this so much. Everybody's like, you can't just drink distilled water. And I'm like, okay, listen to me. You can't only drink distilled water. Like if distilled water is literally the only thing you are consuming, yes, you will die. 
but I'm pretty sure I get enough electrolytes from, I don't know, this bag of chips that I'm eating or like any of the food that I've also <laughs> consumed today. Like I'm not just drinking distilled water straight. I'm drinking distilled water and eating plenty of other things. <laughs> like Everybody so, just gives, yeah. it's so, unhealthy to drink distilled water. And you're like, what are you talking about? So for those, if there's people out there who don't understand the difference between regular and distilled, can you enlighten us on what oh. that would be? Well, distilled water is basically um, you boil water and as it evaporates, uh, you trap it and recondense it. So it's just supposed to be 100% just H2O. It doesn't have any additives any minerals any uh ions nothing it's just like h2o molecules i mean depend you know as much as it can be right and everything um and so yes if you just drink that and you are sweating and you're just drinking that and you're not consuming anything else you are sweating out salt electrolytes and your body needs those and so that's why gatorade and sports drinks exist but at the same time if you're washing down a hot dog with distilled water you are getting enough electrolytes there well don't you worry yeah and that's just to say like if you just drink water you'll die it's the same it's the same argument right water just has trace stuff in it yeah Yeah. you might last a little longer right Mm -hmm. but it's still it's still like it's still whatever you know however many days water will alone uh uh words words line line (laughs) um yeah for how many days of water will actually suffice and keep you alive I don't mm-hmm. think distilled is that many days different. Right. It's, you know. Yeah, if you were if you were in the desert and right. you were like, oh, I'm going to have, yeah, this guy's going to go off and drink only tap water and eat nothing. And this guy's going to go off and have distilled water and eat nothing. You're right. One would last like an hour longer than the other. <laughs> like, right. It's not going to be that much, it, the big it, of a difference. Yeah, exactly. You're going to, if... Yeah, if you're stuck and you're, uh, you know, and all you have to drink is your pee, like. <laughs> that know? has electrolytes in it. Yeah, it'll last, yeah. but it won't last you a long, as long as if it was just water. Right. Like, might as well drink. Uh, their arguments are just, the logic is misplaced. Like, um, if you're in a survival situation, mm-hmm. you drink what you got. Buddy, right. and it'll last you as long as it's gonna last. I don't know. You see what my, I'm saying? Uh, my favorite is. Uh, do you remember the end of Quantum of Solace? James I Bond thought movie? you were gonna say Quantum Leap, and I was like, dude, that guy never got home. <laughs> he never does. <laughs> um, uh, uh, no. Uh, well, what's the end of Quantum of Solace? I get so those the new Bonds mix up for whatever reason. Right. Um, spoiler alert for this, but it's basically the <laughs> nice. guy. The the villain is uh, stealing Bolivia's water and uh, uh-huh. making people pay for it and stuff and created this giant like aqueduct and everything that is that Javier I should say. Javier 
No. No, that's a different that's, one. That's Skyfall. See? So, I confused him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyway, at the very end, um, James Bond drives him to the middle of a desert in Bolivia and everything. Uh-huh. And like throws him out of the car and then throws him this can of motor oil, mm-hmm. right? Because that was like the whole thing where it's just like, oh, well, you think tycoons can only control oil. Well, this one's controlling water or something, blah, blah, blah. So it's some metaphorical stupidness. But he's like talking. He's like he leaves him there and he's just like, he's like, I'll give you about five miles before you consider drinking that. And then drives off. And then M's talking to him later. And she's like, we found him in the middle of the Bolivian desert. And he's like, oh, it's like, yeah, the pint or it's like a, a pint of motor oil in his stomach. You wouldn't know anything about that. And he's just like, oh, I don't know, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, did he carry that thing for five miles? <laughs> why don't you just, why wouldn't you just leave it? Yeah, like, exactly. Is he trying to just kill himself faster? Like, I don't know what would compel you to just drink that in I don't know. Because it's like, I would just have left the can. Like, I don't know if it's just avoiding the temptation or whatever to right, but drink it's just something. Like, this isn't yeah. going to help in, in any, any way. way. Like, it's not going to kill you faster, really. Probably. <laughs> it's going to be just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I um, remember liking that one. Side, <laughs> side note, I had a Quantum of Solace... Uh, mouse pad forever from that oh, yeah. midnight movie when we went and saw yeah that. midnight movies yeah yeah oh man those are good times so uh yeah how's your tap water is it palatable do you got to filter it yeah because I mean is Brita it filters pure filters they're a thing they work they are things that you can mm-hmm. get and they're not too expensive these days yeah. So hopefully you're you're drinking enough water, you're staying hydrated. Um, you know, your 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 pee is the right color. <laughs> yeah. Those, those it's things. Important. It's it's important. important. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um we should uh, we should totally Love talk uh, midnight movies sometime. Yes. <laughs> Later on. Just that, mm-hmm. keep that one in the back pocket. Anyways. Yeah. Uh yeah, so nice tap water, love it. Speaking of tap water, um, everyone needs water for cooking. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, we're going from the sink to the stove. All right. <laughs> trigger trigger memory. Do you remember the first thing that you cooked by your lonesome? Oof. Or maybe some early cooking. Oh, hit my microphone. Sorry. Uh, her early cooking uh, experiences. Yeah. So I remember this uh, specifically. I had to be, I want to say like five or six. Really? And maybe, maybe a little bit older. I want to say, though, it was like five or six. So I was uh I was gonna make chocolate chip cookies. Oh yeah, you were. Like I For I, sure. I knew I knew I'm like, okay, I know how to read a recipe, I know how to like, you know, follow the steps and everything like that. I'm gonna make these chocolate chip cookies and I am gonna 
do something awesome with them. Because when I was going through the cabinet Uh to get my ingredients and stuff, I came across the food coloring. And I'm like, yep, these chocolate chip cookies are going to be crazy colorful. They're going to be rainbow chocolate chip cookies. What? So I um, took out the food coloring and I had had red food coloring and blue food coloring and orange is is what I said. So I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And so I um, mixed up the, the stuff and put the chocolate chips in and stuff. And then I put the... Food coloring in, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be these cool swirls and stuff. In retrospect, I probably just like overmixed it, uh-huh. thinking that the sw- <laughs> it would be just be like I just really needed like to put in a drop of food coloring each, spin the spoon around once, and then start and then going. Pull them out, but I'm right. sure that I overmixed, overmixed <laughs> or whatever. So they're like and, gray. And, well, no, they actually turned out this purple color. Oh, nice. So it was actually kind of cool. I'm like, ooh, purple, that's cool, because the blue and the red mixed. But it turns out that even though it was the exact same style of bottle, I had grabbed orange extract instead of orange food coloring. Uh... So I had dumped in these, you know, red and green, red and blue, and orange extract, and so they were purple. Orange flavored chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> which I will make them again. <laughs> everybody was like, "These are gross," and I'm like, "Whatever, these are awesome." And now orange chocolate is like totally a thing. It's so, absolutely a thing. You're welcome, um, people. <laughs> you were you're welcome. Late, I was gonna say America, but early I'm sure 90s. America, America didn't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Ugh. People and their poor culinary tastes. Like I, I definitely think people have become more food adventurous with like the internet and right. like and everything because as cultures get more blurred. Yeah, because I, I mean, like you think about like you know, um, growing up and stuff, and yeah, like you made like the same like. 10 meals or like 20 meals right, you know, right. just like cycled through them and everything like pot roast again or whatever but uh not saying pot roast isn't great but i mean like now it's like let's do pot roast with this like twist right or let's let's do thanksgiving with like this new thing and it's just like oh the traditionalists they they don't like that <laughs> anyway what is your early cooking memory Okay, I definitely want to say as well that the first thing I ever cooked was chocolate chip cookies. Yep. I, I'm, what, I, when you're a child, why would you – pancakes and chocolate chip cookies. Why do you – why would you want to make why anything Why make anything else? Exactly. And I was definitely going to say the second thing I learned to make was pancakes. Um, <laughs> my father has a great pancake recipe and I definitely yep. learned that pretty young. Okay, your dad's pancakes, just to go on a little aside, do your it. dad's pancakes are like – one of the best pancakes because you can just eat them with anything. You can oh, eat them yeah. with syrup, with peanut butter. Yep. Yep. Just I remember just at your house, just syrup them and just, peanut butter. Ooh, there you go. Just yeah, straight with sugar. sugar on them. For yeah, sure. you, you just sprinkle a little bit of sugar, fold it in half. Oh man, your dad's no, pancakes are the best, yeah, dude. That's almost better. <laughs> like the second day, 
If you uh-huh. don't want to heat that up, you keep that cold. You put some sugar on top of that. You know that's a good meal. <laughs> oh, it's not, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know it tastes good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Uh, I I have run across a few people who were like, dude, I have the best pancake recipe in the world. And, you know, everyone has their opinion, but no, it was not. Um, And, you know, my dad's pancake recipe came out of a, out of a book. Like, Oh yeah. Did you know that? I did not. My dad's pancake recipe is a, is like a make your own mix recipe okay so so you know, store like you can store it right as, so, a, as a pancake mix as a pancake mix so right right so instead of like going and buying the box of pre-made mix for pancakes Ooh, those are not even good which are not good right this is the same thing you make it and it's all it's a multi-purpose mix so you can make pancakes you can make waffles obviously because that's like the same thing just th- thinner <laughs> thicker <laughs> um but you can make biscuits with it and uh, and some other things. And it huh. just depends on what you add after the mix is made. Right. And that's what it is. It's a nice base. It's a yeah, exactly. And uh uh they are really good. So, anyways, there there you go. Uh not his own recipe. We got it out of a book that most people probably uh, you know, <laughs> They might have that book. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, so chocolate chip cookies, pancakes. Um, I want to tell you about one of my early cooking experience. Well, it's not super early. Now, I will I will be the first to admit that I started to have any interest in cooking pretty late in my young years. You know, I made. Cookies. Interesting way to start. Yeah, I made pancakes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, but but after but after that, like the closest thing that I would get to making would be putting my Chex mix in the microwave with some chocolate chips and some peanut butter and making my own muddy buddies. Like, okay, I was I was like, you just warm up your Chex mix. <laughs> like, I mean, not yeah, not mix my Chex. <laughs> I make my own mix. But no, yeah. I think you're actually supposed to bake Chex Mix. You are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And anyway. like Money Buddies, that's what you do too. You bake them in the oven. But like, right. it's weird. Well, I don't remember. Baking cereal. I don't remember if yeah. you actually bake them. You you mix them in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but you're supposed to melt the chocolate and all this stuff beforehand, and then have a liquid and put it in the bag and shake it up. Nah, I would just put it in a bowl and it would melt and I would mix it and put way too much powdered sugar on it to get it to cover it because I'm not shaking <laughs> it in the bag. Right. Um, anyways, uh, culinary genius. Thank you. Um, but but like I didn't have much desire to do anything else. I think I learned spaghetti somewhere around there. Oh, yeah. Spaghetti is the next one. Yep. Yep. But uh, I, the next thing I learned to make was Tacos. Ooh, I could go for a taco right now. Right. Oh, tacos. Such a good late night food. Dude, yes. So um so I loved tacos. I still love tacos. So 
I, I, uh, my mom, I would make tacos every now and then. Um, but when it was like a special taco night, she would get like the hard shells, not the, this is before the, the pre-made hard shells that you would just buy and they're all stacked together already. And you just put them in, right. You know, you had to buy the, the things and then you cook the oil and you like put it in and so it will harden up as a hard shell, you know? Oh, jeez, Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. This is old school. Uh, uh, we make our own pancake mix. Anyways, so, (laughs) (laughs) so I watched my mom books. books (laughs) Tell us what to do. My mom taught me how to do this and we, we made it before as a family or whatever. And I was like, dude, I can do this. It's easy. So I, this is, I'm a teenager, Mm -hmm. a young teenager, but I'm a teenager at this point. And I think, you know what I could go for? You know, it's a taco. I decided I'm making these tacos. I cooked all the stuff up or whatever. I'm I'm, I'm basically done. I'm going to do the shells. So I put the oil on or whatever. And I turn around to do something, turn back around. Uh, my pan is on fire. Your pan? My pan is on fire. The okay. oil has <laughs> uh-huh. heat up too much because I'm a dumb dumb. It's on too high. The oil has caught fire. I have an oil fire. <laughs> that, ooh. Yeah. No. Not no, good. <laughs> not good. Uh, I know the right thing to do is grab a pan, grab a lid, throw it on the top. Do I do this? No. Flames too high. I'm a scared man. I yes. call for my mom. <laughs> like like blood curdling, like we're going to die, mom. She comes, she picks up the pan and throws it in fire and all in the sink uh-huh. and, and kills it. Um, but not before it has uh, sun-kissed our, our cabinets above the stove. Right. Um literally could have burned my house down. Yeah. Yeah. And so I swore off cooking for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was bad news, man. I was really scared after that point of doing anything with oil. Oh, yeah. Anything. I was like, yeah. Uh, uh. Oil is sketch, man. Yeah, and now I cook with it all the time, but not a lot. You know, it's a little bit, but that w- that's right. a big that you have to have enough oil to dip your tortilla in to shape it. <laughs> like it's a right, you know, it's not a dollop of oil and then you like cook your meat or whatever in it. Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, when I think early cooking experiences, that's what that's what I think. <laughs> I think of almost burning my house down. I. Yeah, man, like, I mean, that that's classic. I mean, you know, Jess, when she was making popcorn, yeah, you know, on the stove, like, they, they, she almost, she was babysitting and almost burned down her kitchen Some, when she was, oh, like, her kitchen. She was babysitting her, or 12 her, or something. Kid, yeah, her yeah. family. Yeah. Not her kids, but her, her kids, yeah. <laughs> her, her siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's hard stuff. I mean, and it's always an oil fire. You know, I don't. Yeah, dude. I'm oh. trying to think if when like the last kitchen fire. Because I've never had like a big kitchen fire that actually like caught anything 
substantial, you know, like yeah. not in the cabinets or something. The thing that always seems to happen is uh, you turn on the wrong burner and like oh yeah there's something there's something on like the back burner and that's the one you turned on and you forgot and you're just like go no no Ugh. yeah i don't know yeah. this happened just the other day at my parents house i think it was my wife or something i don't know turned on the wrong burner didn't realize it and left it on mm-hmm. and uh almost melted the the crock pot cord oh yeah 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 i mean like happens happens all the time you melt like you you have a pot holder on there or a cutting board or you know something yeah like or a boys life magazine <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go in your boys life some random yeah. reference for all you boys life fans out there <laughs> oh but yeah i mean it's 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 a scary world out there to cook and sometimes you you feel super confident. You're like, oh yeah. And then other times you just are hoping you don't burn whatever. Like, right. I was over at my friend's house and we were just making cookies, and just the pan that they have um, is was just kind of old, uh-huh. and so I wasn't paying too much attention. And then all of a sudden we're like, what's that smell? And like the cookies were like. Still gooey on the inside, but like charred black on the bottom. And just like the pan was no good. Yeah, just the pan was just so old and so like. So you actually had to cook it on it like at a lower temperature because the pan's so bad. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh man, like, and it's like you weren't watching them, and I'm like, they weren't supposed to be done yet. (laughs) Like they're still gooey. I mean, I love a gooey cookie in the middle, but I mean, like they're still gooey on the inside and like black. On the bottom, like that's that's yeah. not my that's not my fault. <laughs> like that's yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun to get out there, try new things. That's right, new foods. Speaking of cooking, I watched Ratatouille the other night. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I haven't seen. I've seen that movie once. I think I had only seen it once, probably myself. And I just, you know, going through those those old Pixar movies that no one's seen in a minute. Oh, I'm talking um, to you, plus? A Bug's Life. <laughs> oh, Bug's Life. Why do they only have four limbs? Hey, man. <laughs> it's like, not it's just... everyone's job to be atomically correct. I mean, it's, it's just a choice. I they guess so, make, yeah. They just had to make a choice. It's just a cartoon. Why does Mickey yeah. Mouse wear gloves? And why does he have fingers if he's a mouse? Mice have fingers. Yeah, technically it's a foot, so they got toes. Oh, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) But he's got gloves. I mean, you probably know this, but he's got gloves so you can see his hands in front of his black body. I absolutely know this. Yes. (laughs) I was the one that took a Walt Disney class in college. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I, and that's, that's right. like, so um, just on that side note, um, I was really hoping to get a good answer from this. I 
was at this um uh this comic convention panel for a bunch of uh artists that uh-huh. worked on like the secret of nim and animaniacs and you know just a bunch of the disney cartoons and stuff like that so i i asked them how do you make the decisions when you're anthropomorphizing a an, an animal like a mouse for instance uh-huh. or a bug like an ant like how do you make those those anatomical decisions or even just the simple things like about wearing clothes what clothes does this particular animal wear versus this particular animal and so on and so forth like like you look at ants the movie and with Nicolas Cage and <laughs> uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone excuse uh-huh. me and you look at a bug's life and the ants like they solve the problem in two different ways like ants have six limbs uh-huh. but they have four limbs that just work as feet and two limbs that like Four hold arms. scepters and right. stuff. And then in a bug's life, they just have forelimbs. I mean, and hind limbs. Um, a homonym joke. But, uh, <laughs> 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 they, but they just, they just have, they just have the, they just went with those, uh, those difference in characteristics. But I right. mean, you know, like you, you draw a mouse and it's like, you know, for the secret of Nim, it's like, well, it's got to be real enough to where the humans think it's really just still a mouse, but it still can do this. And she wears a little cape, but she doesn't wear the cape when she goes into the thing. Like, yeah, it's right. this whole. And their answer was very much like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, those decisions, like, I mean, you look at like Mickey Mouse and like, there's a book like this thick, like on how to draw Mickey Mouse and. Da, 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 and I'm like, that didn't answer right, my question. But, like, <laughs> but, but how do those decisions get made? Like, you have created these characters and had to submit. Like, somebody comes to you as a concept and says, "Hey, I need you to draw some old wrinkly like Nicodemus." And it's like, well, okay, let's give him some crazy whisper whiskers and let's make his hand like look really ratty, like right, <laughs> as opposed to like you know, more human. It's all knobby and everything. And like somebody makes those decisions, and it's usually the artist, and then maybe a producer or studio gives some feedback on it. But right. anyway, I wonder if but that's, I think that's interesting. Hard question to answer because it's you know yeah. obviously it's case by case mm-hmm. as the artist is drawing it and the feedback is being received, and and you know mm-hmm. they're they're okaying this design and not that design or whatever. But yeah. It would be cool to go to pick something and then go research how and why they made those decisions. Yeah. Even if it's I mean, just because that's how they wanted it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you think of like Mickey Mouse and it's just like, you know, he draws and he's like, oh man, his hand just disappears. It's like, well, what if he's just wearing like white gloves? And it's like, all right. <laughs> right. You know, and just like, go for it. Anyway, cool. What is the new for you? Well, I had a couple things. The one I was thought of later and then have forgotten. 
So I. (laughs) (laughs) It's new and it's already old. It's new. So new. Um, Maybe it'll come to me. Maybe it won't. Um, But I did want to touch on it, but that's okay. Okay. I I uh, I saw a it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood this week. Okay. Have you seen this the, said film? The this Fred film? The Mr. Rogers uh it's not the documentary, it's the other one. Right. The Tom Hanks one. Right. Have you Yes. I've seen both. Now. I have seen both. Yes. Excellent. Um but yes, we my wife and I recently watched the Tom Hanks movie where he plays the titular character of Fred Rogers. Mm-hmm. And then uh what's his face from the Americans plays an American writer. Even though, right, even though he's British from another country. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I will say for those who haven't seen it, who lo- like Mister Rogers, uh, it's a good watch. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. right? That there actually was a, a magazine written on writer, it. yeah, and and he, um just in trying to do a good job in researching and such found, you know, Fred Rogers is just an anomaly anomaly in mm. how he, how he works, how he operates, how he treats people. Right. The thing, um, the thing that I liked about it with that is when he talks about, um, how it's work for him to be like as you know as compassionate and friendly and you know involved in people's lives as he is and it's something that he mentions and it's something that his wife also mentions right that you know and it and it makes sense though it's not something that you innately think about right Mm-hmm. Most people who are trying to be good people and doing things that they, you know, that, that seem them good, uh, it's not innate, you know? Like you have mm-hmm. to, it's a habit and you have to learn it and you have to cultivate it and you have to, you know, change habits to do those things. So I thought that was cool that they highlighted that. And even at the end of the movie, they kind of, uh, they didn't go into it really, but they, they punctuated his, uh, his working on it, like his, his own frustrations when, right. he, when he was playing the piano at the end. Cause he talks earlier in the movie about, yeah, sometimes you, it, you have to let it out. You have to let your anger and your frustration out in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And he talks about banging on the piano. Sometimes it's just cathartic to bang on all the low notes at the same time. And he does mm-hmm. that at the end uh, without really any explanation. Um, but I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was cool. 
Yeah, and I mean it goes it goes right along with the documentary, um, which uh, which is fascinating. Oh yeah, and um, I don't know if we talked about it before. I don't think so. But the thing that yeah, we might have. I don't think, yeah, I don't. I one don't of the coolest, but... yeah, one of the coolest elements that you as a kid, you know, and probably even as an adult, you didn't really like grasp and everything was because of his low production um budget and his um you know low production like staff and all this kind of different stuff he could write and produce a story for his show like within days oh yeah and so so he was keeping up with the news and um when something would happen like when bobby kennedy was um like was uh, shot and everything he's you know the next day or two days later he's doing a show about you know assassination right right and the the thing about the um, hotel owner uh, pouring bleach on um, on people and everything like that. Um, as part of like you know some race, uh, race right. conflict and everything, he you know had um had like a show about that like you know next day or that same week or something like that. So gave kids like a a way to understand the news and everything. But um, uh, but yeah, the the thing that I saw about the uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood was that they keep had they keep they kept having to slow Tom Hanks down. Yeah, in all these interviews, he talks about you know he gets gets riled up or gets into it, and mm-hmm. was starting to talk too fast because Fred is very meticulous in yeah, very what he measured. says and what he's mm-hmm. and how he says it. He wants every word to come across and for you mm-hmm. to be able to digest it all as a child in in that time frame mm-hmm. so he's very slow and and that was all calculated it's not like um yeah i mean he kind of put took that on himself as as how he spoke to people in general but like it was a calculated thing Mm-hmm. On his part, yeah, it's it's interesting that you know it's it's um, in the in the view of this um, writer who's very cynical and has written a bunch of exposés, you know, and he's that's his that's his jam is getting through the surface, you know, and figuring right. out what is what is this person's real deal and what they're hiding and he's you know he's just so incredulous that you know fred is really trying to pay attention and be what he prescribes to be right um for the longest time he's just like what is your angle like what are you trying to do like what and he's just and he just doesn't he just doesn't understand that that's that he's worked at that. That's the thing. Is right. 
and that's and that's what he says about like or his wife says about him is it's like what's it like to be married to a saint and he's like she's like oh he's got a temper and he he works at everything yeah. and you know um she's you know, like I, well what does she say she says she says i don't like that term because if you mm-hmm. call him a saint that means that it's an unattainable thing right and he's just worked to be this way like mm-hmm. And anyone can do it if that's what they want to do. Like, that was her point. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Because I think about it, like, you know, in the the issues that I'm having at work and everything like that. Like, one of the reasons that I have kind of ventured to stick around more than my coworker is just partly because I'm, like trying my hardest to restrain myself and you know take whatever you know criticism with like you know a measure of humility right and and everything and because i just see in um in her in this well in in my boss especially how like how defense beginning defensive doesn't work a lot of the time. It just creates a barrier and it's not, it's not helpful a lot of the time. So I'm just like, don't get defensive, just accept it and take whatever actions you need to, to try to minimize it for the next time. Because if you just get defensive, then it's just going to get piled on more and more and more. Right. So, um, and, and, and then again, don't attack. Like one, one of the things that, um, I explained to my coworker is like, I've literally had to just like, like I, I take a breath before I say something and I rethink what I'm going to say. And instead of using accusatory words, like you said, or you did, or you this, I say it like, it was previously discussed that this was the expectation. You know, like that. Like using right. these, just even changing. And it's work, man. It is, right. it is work. And it's the same like in, you know, in relationships. And I'm sure, I mean, you could tell me more than that. But like with your kids, you know, because can't just fly off the handle at your kids because they don't know you know certain things no and it's hard sometimes man so sometimes you don't you don't you don't win that battle and you're like gosh dang it (laughs) right that was not the thing to say Mm -hmm. um because dude you know nothing no one's better at 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 grinding your gears than your kids like Mm -hmm. You know, without trying, like sometimes, most of the time they don't, they're not trying and you're just like, really? Just listen to me and do what I ask. <laughs> and, and they're just like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just playing, dad. And like, I understand, but like, I need you to do this now. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Communication with other people is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, so I'm a communications major. Okay. Uh, uh, no, 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 you, you have your degree, man. 
you you need to like restate that and say like I have a degree in communication. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I poke fun a little bit because only because people don't put weight in it. You know what I mean? Right. Everyone says and everyone knows that, you know, secret to a marriage is a communication. And it's kind of a throwaway answer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like, when I took classes on communications, it was, like, the actual art of communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, the theory of communication, there is, like, a theory, you know. It was very interesting. And, like, the biggest thing I took away from that was... Just because you say something clearly to your understanding to somebody else, they have their own filter that your words are going through. And mm-hmm. the way that they they hear what you're saying, even if you think you've been meticulous in the way yes. that you've said it so that there mm-hmm. could be no way that it could be misunderstood when it goes through their filter... It, it, it could be something completely different that they understand what you're saying from what you're saying. Oh, and that's, yeah. and that's just communication. And that's, mm-hmm. and to learn to communicate with somebody is not about you saying the things as clear for you to understand them. It's about learning how they communicate so that you can communicate that way to them. So they understand. And it, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of, I don't know. I I do think a lot of people don't understand that, and uh, and don't practice that, and don't try to get better at that. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard. It's very hard. But uh, yeah. you know, well one one example um, when um, when I was uh, a district leader um, out in the mission field, mm-hmm. um, I was in charge of just a couple of missionaries. And uh, I would have interviews with them, make sure they're doing all right. And um, I would spend a day with one missionary and then a day with the uh, companion missionary um, just to kind of see how they're doing and different things like that. And one in particular um, thing was this missionary was, he was just having a, a rough time with his companion missionary because the um the other one he's like he just doesn't use his pronouns well and i was like okay <laughs> uh-huh. and he's like when something good happens right like they um you know they taught somebody something or like you know somebody accepted a challenge or something like that when he's talking to, let's say, me on the phone, you know, that night or whatever, or uh-huh. he's talking to, you know, somebody about it and, you know, he will say, oh, I did this and I did that. And like, and like he, this person told me that they were going to do this. And he's just very like self-focused on the good things. Uh-huh. But whenever there's something bad happens, it's like, oh, we were late for this or we we were it's like we ran out of gas it's always we 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 and so it just made his you know made this particular guy just feel like he's like when something good happens it's all him he only thinks that it happened to him 
And at the same time, when something bad happens, it's like, oh, well, this guy's sitting next to me and he's partially to blame or something like that. Right? Uh-huh. And it's just – and so I talked to him about it. I'm like, dude, you just need to be aware of this because – and it's like it, it's just it – just, it's something you don't do intentionally and it's something that you're not doing to, you know, disregard this other person and their efforts or – blame them for the bad things right. but that's exactly how it comes across to the to him because just the way you phrase it and it's right. it's it was you know fascinating to me that you know it's, it's something that you know you you might not ever notice about yourself oh for sure and and just the way that someone else perceives what you say mhm you know, through the filter of their insecurities or mm-hmm. their experiences or whatever it is, uh, might make them feel or understand something completely different than what you're trying mm-hmm. to portray. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately, yeah. the only real way to get to that point is to be able to have open conversations with them to understand right. where they're coming from and why they think this about you. And you have to be understanding enough to say to, to not take offense, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if they think you're offending mm-hmm. them. Um, right. To, to be able to say, oh, no, like, well, let me work on it. Let me let me try to talk to you in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's part of it too. Is is um, yeah, like the open communication has to go both ways, and that's also hard because yeah, maybe one person's really open to yeah, I'm open to feedback, and you know, as long as you give it to me constructively and so on and so forth, right? But then when you know something's not maybe necessarily constructive or something like that then it's like that's when people get defensive and then um, they just dig their heels in and and it's like, well, you're, that's your opinion. Like, you're wrong. And then right. it, it's, it does the exact opposite. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's better that you didn't say anything. Well, yeah, th- at yeah. that point it's just like, well, I'm not going to do yeah. that just because you told mm-hmm. me to do it. That's that spite, right. spite thing. But, right. Yeah. I'm thinking of another experience I had with, again, in the, on the mission because – you know, you're just put with somebody that you've never met that you have uh, maybe some similar similarities, maybe some vast differences in your um, personality and you, yeah. your personality and your background and stuff like that. But like just one of my mission companions that just loved to argue about everything. We literally had an hour long argument on the proper way to boil ramen noodles which there is none it you boil it <laughs> yeah exactly like <laughs> it was like this, <laughs> it was this don't burn whole... the house down and you're fine yeah exactly like <laughs> you know don't use too much oil and just get it you know or any oil really but and it was just this hour-long argument on whether putting the lid on top of the pan or on top of the the yeah whatever like helped or not and it was just like oh my gosh it was just and it wasn't constructive at all it wasn't like okay let's test this right you boil over there Scientific i'll boil over here yeah let's do this it was just this this argument and you know trying to draw physics and this that and the other and 
convection and blah 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 but like (laughs) it was just relentless and it just was not healthy not good yeah but but yeah it's it's yeah and that's and that's it i mean if we learn anything from mr rogers it's you just gotta pace yourself (laughs) like yeah you just just whatever you want to say take two seconds to run it through your head a second time and see if there's a better way to say it for sure for sure and uh i also really like just the parallels in that movie of uh you know the way that he's teaching young kids about like talking about their feelings uh-huh and how it it then you know obviously was impactful in the journalist's uh mm-hmm life on how he communicated about his feelings because you know truth of the matter is there's plenty of adults who don't talk about how they feel and why they feel certain ways and what's oh you know right (laughs) and and uh and yeah if you're gonna have any kind of healthy relationships with any people like you're gonna have to be able to say look, I was wrong and this is how I was feeling and this is why I did what I did. I didn't mean to hurt you or blah, 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 whatever the case may be. You have to be able to say these things and you have to be able to be true to yourself and mm-hmm. and like get into that stuff. Right. Um, so I like and, that part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely a lot of times feeling, you know, is seen as weakness Right. You know, like you, you need to be stoic. And so if, if you're like, you know, it makes me upset to do this or it makes me upset to do that. And, you know, people will potentially ridicule you and be like, well, stop being such a baby or, you know, don't get upset about it. You know, all that kind of different stuff. And it's just like, you know, feelings are, feelings are real. And that's the thing is I think kids in a large part are just told to, to not show their feelings, you know, right. like, like, Hey, you know, we, I know you're sad, but you're making everybody else sad. So like, buck up, cut it out, you know, <laughs> or, or vice, you know, like, you know, even like, I know you're happy and you're running around bouncing all over the place. I need you to like calm down. So like everybody kind of gets this, like, you need to be level, you know, right. You need to be leveled out. You can't be too mad. You can't be too sad. And you can't be too, you know, crazy happy. Um, right. And, and but it's just that. And then it's yeah. just not realistic to life. Like, yeah, nobody has the life where they're just like, everything's medium. All, <laughs> you know, everything's medium all day, every day for my whole life. Like, that's mm-hmm. just not realistic. You have to figure out how to balance from the bad to the good and right and all that jazz so mm-hmm. yeah and i mean the other thing like you were saying with um you know try to talk through stuff and stuff and everything is especially if it's your your spouse or your significant other or somebody in your family i mean depending on your family right but most of the time they're not doing it they're not saying it to be malicious so, again, it's that two-way thing where you have to be able to say, the way you just said that, like, made it seem like 
you're trying to get me to be upset. Like you're trying to aggravate me. Right. And it's like, so like, can you, you know, can you rephrase that or can you tell me what you're trying to say, but not, you know, that particular way or something like that? Because a lot of times, I mean, people aren't trying to upset you, (laughs) you know, they're just trying to communicate with you and they're not, their intention is usually not to upset you because that's, not what they want you know like right. yeah let's just make you mad at me that sounds fun <laughs> well and that and that's the interesting interesting thing about it is i think a lot of people are passive aggressive because they don't want to make you mad and yet mm-hmm. and so they bottle it in but then like a little piece pops out <laughs> you know yeah. and then yep. they're and then they're like and and that makes you more upset than anything else they could have said. If they were just straight right. up honest and said, ah, yeah, that didn't make me feel good or whatever. I really had mm-hmm. wished that you had done what I'd ask or whatever. Versus like a, a, a snippy, passive aggressive comment. Like, mm-hmm. um, be way better off. But uh, so that's the so yeah. So that's interesting. Mm. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think that's interesting, like you said, about the filter that, I mean, you look at text messages, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, you might send a very simple text message to somebody and because it is missing facial cues and tone and delivery, it, you know, it can be taken so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Just think of... Uh... Just think of how many times have you actually got somebody to laugh through a text message? Right. You know, even though you say you send something, you're like, this is hilarious. And like, just think if you didn't put any emojis that gave them the cue that like this is sarcastic (laughs) or whatever. Right, Right. 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 Like how many times it's a hard thing for someone to know your voice well enough that you send a text and they're like, that's hilarious. Um, Right. Well, I think it's funny, just on a side note to that, is um, because I have an Android phone uh um, and not an iPhone, when somebody says... I'm not woo-wooing for iPhones. I'm woo-wooing for Android phones. Yeah. Continue. Um, When when you're on a text chain and somebody, like, um, puts an emoji on someone else's text message, Uh like, it, to me... It just, instead of it's just showing up with like a little smiley face or like a like or a heart or whatever, like it does on an iPhone, it gives me the whole text message again where it's just like, Beth laughed at, oh my gosh, like we're all going to die here <laughs> or whatever the other the message was. So I'm just like, I get these extra text messages like, Tony laughed at, you know. Really? Like, it yeah. labels it out for you? Yeah. And or blah 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 laughed at image, you know, if somebody sent a gif. Is that just like the keyboard that you're using because it doesn't include emojis? No, no, no. it's it does, uh, like it does include emojis and everything if it just is a straight emoji. But on iPhone, you can click on the person's message and label Uh, with a a thumbs up. I apparently don't speak to enough people that do that. (laughs) because <laughs> i have never seen that before um yeah it's it's weird it's just it is like yeah you're on these text chains and you're just like blah blah laughed at this blah blah, get, blah laughed at that got like, it oh god oh, that's 
funny yeah. and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I watched that movie. <laughs> oh, good. What about you? What's new? Oh, we haven't done my new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I also watched that movie, but that was a while ago. Um, yeah, so uh, closed on the house. Ooh. This week. Yeah. And then um, went to the uh, went to a home expo. It's called the Home Show. Yeah. Um, and um, Stephanie and I go. We've been we've gone to like every home show. It's like three times a year for like the last like three or four years. So we've been okay. like over ten times probably. And you know, people are like, you know like they have a booth where you can like you know get somebody to give you an estimate on gutters and get somebody to give you an estimate on a new water purifier or your lawn or your roof or your you know sunshades or new windows and they have like all these you know um you know different construction companies and so on and so forth cabinets and what have you um so we've gone and you know they have a couple like you know little uh trinket stuff that you can buy like you know like uh mops or rug you know like as seen on tv tile rugs or toilet scrubbers or uh-huh. all this kind of different stuff and i don't know we just like to go and see what's new and see what's cool and everything but every time we're just like remember how we need a house, <laughs> need a house? Like, and everything and so this time like we, you know, like having just bought a house, you know, we we're actually like, oh my gosh, okay, so yes, please come give us an estimate on how much gutters are going to cost and tell me to be sad. <laughs> and, and yeah, um, I, yes, I would like to know more about solar panels, and I can tell you exactly how many square feet my foot my my house is and all this kind of different stuff. So it was it was a very different. Experience. home show experience than cool. we've had the last 10 times um where um stephanie doesn't just say that we're wasting time talking to people that you know um it's like why are you talking to them like you don't own a house like i'm like i'm getting information like in case you know, she's like yeah that you know you're wasting their time you're wasting our time <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was interesting yeah to to just be like and and still because i mean a lot of times people like as you're walking by they're like, what uh, what cable or internet do you have? And you're like, oh, the, lamp, the landlord pays for it or whatever, you know. As you walk right. by. And now you're just like, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an excuse for you. I'm just saying no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel, I feel for some of those people at those things that just, yeah. It's hard, man. Yeah. yeah it is. It is hard a lot of times to just be hawking your wares, you know, to and drum up business, man. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know, but I did buy, uh, a ladder. Yeah. And that was one thing that I'm just like, oh, I really need this ladder. And so he's like, you don't need that ladder because you don't own a house. I'm like, I know. And then you're like, I do own a house. I need a ladder. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I do need a ladder now. And I 100% do. 
because there are no gutters on this house. <laughs> you don't have gutters on your house? There are. There's a gutter that's about, I want to say, like, eight feet long that is right over the front door. So it doesn't, like, pour. So it doesn't drip right. while you're walking through the front door. Yeah. That's good. And then but nowhere else? Yeah. And then there's another, like, ten foot one on the back for, like, the back porch, like, the back deck. Okay. And... But it just, it literally just terminates, like, in the middle of the, the roof. So it, just, so <laughs> so it, it's it does. Dra- it's not draining anywhere? Yeah. So it just will just collect the water that's running right over the door and then just take it 10 feet to the right and just drop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. uh, yeah, got to put gutters on the house. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we got somebody coming to give an estimate, and really, I'm just having all these people give me an estimate so that I can know that when I do it myself, how much am I saving? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, we'll come out and do a free estimate. Okay, good. Tell me, Excellent. you know, how much you're charging, and then I'll, you know, see how much I'm saving and feel good about myself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as long as I'm ten dollars under what you, <laughs> like, <laughs> you did, and I don't hurt myself. I consider that a win. A win, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. But, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's been a lot of cleaning. The house was left in, like, it looks like she tried to pack everything in 10 minutes and, and get out of there. She uh. left. She left uh, a crock pot and a new KitchenAid. Nice. Yeah. Uh, along with a bunch of garbage. Not and as nice. Old baby clothes and ugh, like her under her underwear, like in the um in the closet and just ugh. stuff like that, and old Christmas decorations in the shed, and like an old high chair for like her kid, and just all this different. It's like, come on, like. Yeah. Now I got to deal with all your all Did your you throw it all away. Debris. Did you get rid of everything? Yeah, so I mean some of the stuff were taken to um to the thrift store, you know, to to donate and then but a lot of it, yeah, we're just like, yeah, this is just gross. Nobody's going to want that and yeah. throw it away. And did you ever yeah. did they Do you ever get news from your agent from their agent like like when you trying to see if there was anything that they could do because yeah. she left it in such a bad condition. Yeah, because I mean like in the contract it says it should be broom clean, like broom swept or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, he's he's trying to get them to cover some, some stuff like there's a big stain on one of the carpets that was under before. a rug. That, oh, it was under a rug so they yeah, were hiding so it. They, yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was... It was hidden, and then um, there's uh, uh, they broke the support from one of the banisters while they were taking their fridge out and everything. But um, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna get anything. She just seems like she's really. I mean, mostly. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm probably just gonna write a review on the agency. Mm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Because their listing was incorrect, um, 
with the newer HVAC and water heater or uh, AC and they you know she, she did not you know leave the house in a state that you know was suitable and she was completely they were completely unresponsive to any of the repairs or suggestions that we put out there you know just stuff from stuff like that so it's like you know what like yep you nobody deserves this but it's good yeah, i it's a good idea i I maintain that it uh, it appraised at full value, um, despite all of the issues, and so everything that I do to improve it um, is just, just potentially creating equity. So, right, that's that's what I'm going for. Is the market's still good? It's still appreciating and appreciating even more as. I continue to do stuff. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. That's awesome. That's good stuff. So, well, we appreciate uh, y'all being with us. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, still thinking about that tap water. I'm a little thirsty right now. Yeah, you should are. Should have gotten uh, <laughs> brought myself up a, a little beverage. But. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed talking or listening to us talking because we enjoyed talking. We did. I had a great time today. Yeah. I think, you know, we went a lot of places with you. We, we did. <laughs> Some we did not intend. Korea so. and back twice and all over the place. And it's it's good, good stuff. And we hope you come back for next week and we'll have a question for the day. And maybe trigger a memory or two. There you go. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Yeah. Do something new this week. Okay, bye. Bye.